Ah, look at all of that beautiful people. Amen. It's good to be with you. You may be seated. God is good all the time. Amen. I brought you some warm weather, but they held it up at the customs, so they have to. <laughs> they have to check it out first before it comes through. But I'm here. Amen. It's so good to be with family. How are you tonight? Are you good? Let me see your smiling faces. Amen. The Lord is good. And because it's good, we have joy. Amen. Praise God. I brought you, I brought you greetings from Nigeria, from Abuja, Nigeria. Amen. My family sends their love. They said to let River Church know you're very special to us. Amen. I know we couldn't do what we're doing the way we're doing it if it wasn't for your prayers and your support. Amen. That means a lot to us and it means a lot to so many people. You get to, when you get to heaven, you get to uh, see so many people running to you saying, hey, thank you for giving. It changed my life. Thank you for being a part of what transformed my family. Amen. In Nigeria, we have the privilege of uh, teaching the word of faith like never before and helping so many people come into a life of victory. Amen. We have several things we do in Nigeria. We have our radio program. It's called The Voice of Dominion. It's been, it's been on for nine years now because we started it two years before we moved to Nigeria. And we will be in Nigeria seven years this month. Can you believe that? Yeah. Wow. So that's going on, and we've been helping people. We have people calling to the church all the time. Uh, how can I listen to this program more? And, and we're told it's the highest rated program on that uh, station. So God's helping us drive the message through. We have um, another program we call, call Guarding Your Grace. Guarding Your Grace is every Thursday morning with ministers, those that are called to the five-fold ministry. And now we have not only that online, but we have in-person mentoring classes that we hold twice a month for those that are in the ministry, and they take the messages to their congregation. So all hands on deck, they hear it, and it's multiplying. We hear testimonies of pastors sharing with their congregation the message of faith and how they told them, write down everything you're believing God for, and their congregation, they are exploding with the power of God. Amen. So things like that are happening. Glory to God. We have a, a group that goes into the hospital. We haven't done that much since the restrictions have been lifted, but we've started back. So we... We take the message of hope to those in the hospital, minister to them, encourage them, let them know that God is still the same today. Amen. And we've had testimonies of healings, wonderful things. Amen. We have faith seminars. God told us, I want you to hold faith seminars in major cities of Nigeria. When we got to Lagos, he told us, we want you more in Lagos. So we've been in Lagos, and we're going to Lagos more regularly. But we started in November, we started holding it in other cities. Amen. So God is doing wonderful things. Amen. We're involved in so many good things that God is doing. We have several churches and ministries inviting us to come and speak to them, speak to their staff, speak to just share the word of God. 
Because not very many places are preaching the same truth. Some have, you know, watered it down, changed to the flow of the world. But how many of you know the power of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever? If you will preach the truth, we will see the truth. Amen? So your giving, your support is helping reach places you'll never know until you get before Jesus. And he shares with you, amen? There are so many crazy things happening in Nigeria. If you've been reading news, you probably will know there are a lot of killings there, banditry, kidnappings. We've come very close to some of those things. We had a pastor friend uh, uh, um, um, that's, you know, submitted to the ministry that was kidnapped where he went to have a crusade. But thank God for faith. Amen. Faith works. It will get you out of anything. And we believe God with him, talked with him, you know. Now, now I can check it off on my resume. Yeah, I know about kidnappings. Amen. <laughs> but you see, what you're giving, your funding is helping people hear faith. Because the pastor said to me, if it wasn't for the word of faith that he has heard, it would have been very different. It would have been, and we know that. So we have that honor and privilege to share with so many people. Amen. So good things are happening. And this year is even going to be more. Amen. Just know that we pray over you every day. My wife and I, we pray over you every day. We hold you up before the Lord. And one of the things that the Spirit of God gave us, he gave it to us to stop speaking that over our congregation. I believe it must have been November, October maybe. It says, start speaking over them. They're coming in tomorrow. They're coming in tomorrow. And that's the word of the Lord I heard from top generals. Amen. But God gave it to us to speak over our partners and congregation. So we're endeavoring to do the same. So you're coming in tomorrow. Amen. You're coming in tomorrow. Praise God. Amen. And this is my first uh, service for 2024. Amen. I feel, I feel so special <laughs> that you let me come to your church for first service. Amen. Anyway, you're very dear to us. This family is precious to us. Amen. It's not just a friend. They're, they're not just friends. We are covenant friends. Amen. So we're glad to be here. Amen. Each time I come, I feel at home. Amen. I get my hair cut from George, so I'm all set. Amen. Glory to God. I, I guarantee you, if they looked at me, they say, where was that guy that came through LAX? And they look, uh-uh, we can't find him. <laughs> well, I, I've gone through transformation. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Well, I was asking the Lord what to minister to you while I was on the plane, flying, and he gave me this word for you. He said, Minister this to the people at River Church. Amen. You know, I have certain messages that I will emphasize over time, but I like to get specific as to what am I to tell the people I'm going to because I don't work for myself. I work for him. I work with him. Amen. So let's turn in our Bibles tonight to Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs 18, we will start reading from verse 14. Father, we're so grateful and honored for the privilege of standing before your precious people to share this life-giving word. Father, as we approach this word tonight, we approach it reverently, looking to you for utterance. Father, make my tongue like the pen of a ready writer. 
to write this precious word in the hearts of your people tonight. Father, may your word have free course among us, and may your word be glorified, and may we come into more light as a result of this word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Proverbs 18, verse 14. I'd like to read it to you in Amplified Classic. It says, The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit who can raise up or bear. Amen. I want to talk to you tonight about maintaining a strong spirit. Maintaining a strong spirit. Amen. You see, in life, you can only go as far as the strength of your spirit. Just like in driving a vehicle, you can only go as far as the fuel in your tank. Amen? Your spiritual strength determines your reach in life. Because everything that God gives you, you receive through your spirit. So if your spirit man is weak, that really just it messes so many things up. Amen. You see, the outcome of any of our lives, the outcome of a man's life is directly connected to the condition of his spirit. As a child of God, whenever you made Jesus Lord, the Bible said that you became a new creation. That means you became a new man, a new person. Okay, and everything that life is calling for, that new person has on the inside. Okay, your job is to learn to live from inside out. You've heard it said many times. I'm sure you've heard your pastors say it, the good teachers and preachers of the word. So, but you see, uh, our job is to come in and water what you've been hearing. Amen. We're like uh, vitamins, you know, supplements. We, we supplement what you've been hearing. Amen. So if the outcome of your life is directly connected to the condition of your spirit, what will be your focus? What should you focus in life? Making sure that your spirit man is strong. Look at another scripture before we go on. Look at Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs 4, we will read verse 23. I like to read it to you in New Living Translation. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. In New Living Translation. It says, God, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Did you hear that? Guard your heart above all else. Why? For it determines the course of your life. Your heart determines the direction your life will go. So many times we waste our time looking for money. Money will change this. If I get a good job, it will change this. If I get a high pay, it will change this. But the Bible said that our heart determines the course of our life. Amen. Why, why is it that our life, our heart, determines the course of our life? Because the life of God is in your heart. What makes you victorious in life is inside of you, not outside. Amen. What makes a man victorious? What makes you powerful? What makes you live the kind of life that God designed for you to live is already inside of you. Already inside. Amen. Glory to God. 
See, the victorious life of the new creation is lived through your spirit. Victory is already inside. But how do you cause that victory to be seen on the outside? It has to be lived through your spirit. Through your spirit. If you will get this tonight, your 2024 will be amazing. Why? Because you learn to live from inside out. You learn to guard your heart. You learn to make sure that your heart is strong. You learn to be filled with strength. Because what changes the outside is from the inside. Amen. You can't change the outside with the outside. You change the outside from the inside. Because the outside man, the, the, the flesh, the outside has, you know, is still under the, the course. It's under the curse, right? But your inside has been recreated. Amen. So the areas of your life that don't look like it's supposed to look, what you are to do is to take from inside and manifest it to them. But if your inside is weak, how are you going to manifest? Amen. You see why it's very important that we learn to lead from inside out. That we learn to make sure that our spirit man is strong. Amen. Amen. See, the physical condition, your physical condition is often a reflection of the condition of your spirit. Amen. Because the man on the inside, if the man on the inside is weak, it will show on the outside. Amen. A weak body is a reflection of a weak spirit. Amen. A weak physical body is a reflection of a weak spirit. Remember, we read it in Proverbs 18. It said that it is the strong spirit of a man that will sustain him in infirmity. I remember this pastor I was sharing with you a moment ago telling me after he came out of captivity, he said they gave him some beating. They beat him, they beat him, beat him. I mean, beat him so bad. He didn't, real, he didn't know he could take such beating. And I said to him, the reason is because of strong spirit. When your spirit man is strong, the condition of the flesh is different. Amen. That's why you can withstand so many things when your spirit man is strong. Amen. Glory to God. Why is it important that we have strong spirit? Uh, strong spirit or that we maintain strong spirit because the activities of faith is of the spirit and faith is your victory amen that's why it's important that you maintain a strong spirit because your faith flows out of your spirit when your spirit man is weak that means it's not in a position to conduct faith and if you can conduct faith you can conduct victory you see, the believer does not lose because of difficulties. The believer does not lose because of what the devil is doing. The only time you see a believer losing is because of weak spirit. Why? Because they are not in a condition to conduct faith. Because faith is the victory. Faith is the victory. Amen. Faith is the victory. Amen. You see, you believe God with your spirit. Remember Romans 10, 10, it says, with the heart. That word spirit and heart is used interchangeably here. 
Amen. So with the heart you believe. With your spirit you believe God. And if believing is your victory, you better make sure that what you believe with is in good shape. Amen. Glory to God. And your spirit, God talks to you, to your spirit. God talks to you through your spirit. Amen. God How many of you are interested in hearing God? Can you, I mean, can you imagine just sitting there and you're hearing the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. The one who causes the sun to come out. The one who causes, I mean, I was in the plane, you know, this big old jumbo plane, looking out the window, I'm thinking, oh my God. Look at this. I mean, it's flying at, at top speed, and that thing feels like it's not going anywhere. And you look down, you're like thousands of feet up there, and you're looking at everything. I mean, God upholds those things. And the one who upholds all those things can speak to you. Can you imagine that? I mean, some people will get a call from somebody important. They say, oh, guess who called me? Guess who called me? And they're all excited. Guess who called me? Who can you compare with God? You're the only species on the earth that God can talk to. You know, God cannot even talk to a president if they're not saved. Right? He may talk to them from outside. But God lives inside of you. And he talks to you. Where does he talk to you? He talks to you through your spirit. That's why it's important to make sure that your spirit man is strong. So that you are in a position to hear. Amen. Glory to God. Remember Proverbs 20, 27 says that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. That means God will illuminate you through your spirit. That very answer your life is looking for comes through your spirit. The direction, like so many of us are believing God for direction this year, which way shall we go? What shall I get involved with? Uh, okay, so how long am I to do this? Uh, should I go to the right or to the left? Those directions come through your spirit. But when your spirit man is weak, you will struggle with direction. You will struggle with hearing. Amen? You see, many times we are so caught up uh, on what, what you want to say to God. I want to tell God, oh God, I want to want, you know, so many of us are caught up on what, do we, what we want to say to God. That's where in many places I go, you hear people talking about, you know, we're going to pray to God, we're going to pray to God, we're going to pray to God. Yeah, we should pray to God. We should pray all the time. But do you know that something that's more important is what God has to say to you? It wouldn't matter that you say something to God and you never heard God say something to you. Because hearing what God has to say to you is how faith comes. And faith is your victory. So victory begins with hearing. But how do you hear? Through your spirit. Through your spirit. Amen. A strong spirit is in a position to hear. But a weak spirit, I mean, oh my God, how dangerous. Amen. So many times we miss instructions. So many times we miss directions. Why? Because of the condition of our spirit. God is always talking to us. He said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He promised us that he will guide us by his spirit who lives inside of us. So many times if our life look out of order 
or looks certain way that it shouldn't, could it be that because we don't hear what we're needing to hear? And the result of that, the reason for that, is the condition of our spirit. Amen. Fainting or giving up in life is the result of weak spirit. You know, somebody says, ah, but I haven't given up. I'm not quitting. You know, you can give up huh, without quitting. I tell people all the time, if you no longer have the same intense desire, if you no longer have that same excitement in the pursuit of what God spoke to you, you may have given up and not know it. And not know it. Why? Because of weak spirit. Hmm? If you faint or you give up, it's only a result of weak spirit. If you're no longer intensely, intensely, did you hear that word? Intensely. Desiring to see the things that God has spoken to you or the things that his word showed that belongs to you. If you no longer, it, with intense desire, going after it, it's an indication that your spirit man is weak. Because it takes strong spirit to keep reaching. To keep reaching. You see, what God said belongs to you is settled. See, this word of God, I was preaching it recently, and it came out of my mouth this week, that this word of God is a fulfilled word. It's a fulfilled word. In fact, Pastor read it tonight. Jesus said, this word is fulfilled in your hearing. So as you're hearing it, you're hearing a fulfilled word. That means on God's side, as far as God is concerned, it is set. Bible said that forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Amen. But you need to settle it in your life. You need to put yourself in position for him to manifest it in your life. How do you do that? Through a strong spirit. Through reaching. Through reaching. You see, you reach with your spirit. You don't reach with your head. You reach with your spirit because everything that God gives you, he delivers to your spirit. Amen. So when your spirit man is not strong, you're not in a position to receive what's already available. Available. It's available. It's available. What many of us struggle with is the condition of our spirit. We're trying to reach with our head. And your head will never tell you what is available because your head can't see <laughs> into the realm of God. Are you here? Your head will tell you, forget it. I mean, look around. Nothing's happening. Quit. I mean, forget it. How long are you going to do this? Why? Because your head goes by what it sees. Your head goes by sense knowledge. But God, God is not in the senses. God is in your spirit. That's why you need to be strong. In your spirit. A strong spirit leads the senses. When your spirit man is not strong, the, the senses are louder. Are you hearing? The senses will gang up against your spirit. Why? Because it wants to keep, keep you in the flesh. Look at this. Look at that. Look at that. It takes a strong spirit. 
to override the flesh and realize, wait a minute, I don't go by what I see. Just because you don't see it does not mean that it doesn't exist. You see, that's what sense knowledge will do to you. It will get you thinking that just because you don't see it, it doesn't exist. But I ask people this question, they haven't answered me. I said, how many people have seen your brain? Have you seen your brain? He <laughs> said, what do you mean, Pastor? I said, have you seen your brain? How many of you believe you got brain? He said, well, I believe I got brain. I said, have you seen it? You see, but when it comes to the things of God, they will question. Well, I haven't seen it, so I don't believe it. Well, you have brain, but you never see it. But yet you're using it. Hmm? See, that's how funny things can be sometimes. Just because you don't see something does not mean that it doesn't exist. Amen. You see, what weakens... uh, Anyway, we're going to get there in a minute. Okay. Hmm? We'll get there. Praise God. What are the things? I don't want to keep you here all night, although the pastor told me you get out at midnight. So, <laughs> <said>, Jesus. <laughs> what are the things that can constitute a, constitute a weak spirit? So, so we can, you know, check ourselves out. We don't have to go, you know, we come to church for diagnosis. So, check yourself out tonight, and then you prescribe, and you know what to do, right? Amen. What are, what are things that can constitute a weak spirit? Number one, they're not in a certain order, but that's how it came to me. Number one is not spending time in the presence of God. Hmm? When you don't spend time in the presence of God, your spirit man will become weak. Amen. In Psalm number 84, Psalm 84 verse 7, Psalm 84 7, it says, they go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeared before God. So you, you go from strength to strength as you spend time in the presence of God. Amen. That's how you build up spiritual strength. And going in the presence of God is also spending time in prayer, right? Amen. And of course, you're familiar with Isaiah chapter 40 in verse 31 where it says, But they that wait upon the Lord, shall renew their strength. Hallelujah. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Amen. Why? Because they spend time before the Lord. Spend time before the Lord. Go to the presence of God. Amen. That's your filling station. Or your gas station. Amen. You go in the presence of God. You come out. Woohoo! Glory to God. Someone say, where have you been? I've been at my feeling station. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. That's where you spend time. You spend time. You see, when you know where strength comes, what should you do? You spend time there. You spend time there. Spend time so that strength of God comes into you. Amen. Remember what Jesus said in Luke chapter 18 in verse 1. Jesus said, uh, said in a parable that, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Hmm? If you have prayed before the presence of God, you won't faint. You won't give up. 
Why? Because strength is passed on to you. I mean, your strength is renewed. You are charged up. Amen. And when you are charged up, all of a sudden, all the signals will start showing. Have you ever seen a fancy vehicle? Hmm? It's decked out with all kinds of gadgets. But if the battery that operates that vehicle is down, guess what? It doesn't matter how cool the gadgets are. Why? Because none will be walking. Hmm? But as soon as the battery comes up, you see some of those things coming up. I mean, all the gadgets are coming on. Why? Because the battery is alive. The battery that powers your life is in your spirit. So when strength comes into your spirit, all the gadgets that God has created in your new man, to produce an overcoming experience in your life will come on. You get to know things that you wouldn't ordinarily know. You get to see things that you wouldn't ordinarily see. Why? Because the power is on. Strength is on. And you get that by spending time before God. Spending time before God. You go to God, Father, I just come to spend time with you. You said in your word that those that wait upon you they shall renew their strength. I thank you that you are my strength. I am here for renewal. Praise God. And you can renew as often as you need. Amen. Praise God. And then we talk about, you know, because part of spending time before God is praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Ooh, praying in the spirit. I said praying in the spirit. The, what a privilege we have. What a privilege. Instead of being weak, oh, just, just shut yourself up. And the more you pray, the more strength comes. You stir up strength. And strength fills you up. You forget how weak you used to be. You forget the things you couldn't do. And all the things that you could see are the things you can do. And that's all things. All things. Amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 in verse 4, in New Living Translation again, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4, in New Living Translation, it says, A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. Is strengthened personally. Amplifies it, it said, improves himself. Improves himself. How many of you like improvement? I do. Bible says when we speak in an unknown tongue, we improve ourselves. We drive out weakness. Hmm? We drive out weakness. I was teaching, don't remember, it's been like a few months, a while back, maybe last year sometime, and I was ministering on the subject how to, um, I don't remember exactly, but how, how to get rid of weakness, you know? How to get rid of weakness. Yeah. Do you go find some tools, okay? I'm getting rid of weakness, yeah. you know? How do you deal with that? You just be strong and weakness will go. You don't have to fight weakness. You don't have to struggle with weakness. Just be strong and weakness will go. How do you get strong? Praying in the spirit. When we take time to speak in other tongues, we're building strength. We're building up strength. You're building up strength. Remember that battery in that fancy car? Yeah. Right? 
that battery is gaining power. And when power is when it's charged, all the fancy gadgets come on. You see, the heaven has you loaded. Hmm? There's nothing weak about your life. The real you is filled with strength. The real you is in contact with everything that God has. The real you is an heir of God and joined heirs with Jesus Christ. So everything that your life is calling for that makes you a success is already inside. Okay, it's just like those gadgets in that fancy vehicle that without powerful battery, they won't come on. So when your spirit man is strong, when strength comes into you, all the gadgets that are already inside of you, you begin to see. Do you see what I mean? You begin to see. Your spirit man is created in power. You have the same quality, the same nature as God. Amen. Are you here? The same nature as God. So when you take time to build up strength, every feature of that man on the inside begins to show up. Begins to show up. And your life needs to see it. That's why when you, when you take time to pray in an unknown tongue, pray in the spirit, you charge up the real man. You charge up the battery. And when the battery is charged up, every feature of the new man begins to show. And remember, it's the same feature as God. Because you're not different from God. You are exact duplicate of God on the inside. Exact, exact, exact. So when you take time to build up strength, that exact God on the inside will begin to, all of a sudden you notice the features that you were born with. Features, overcoming strength, power, ability, sharpness, brightness that's already in you. There's no such thing as defeat. The only defeat you will ever see was on the outside when you used to be of the world. But you are in Christ now. Are you here? Yes. I've heard people say, I'm just struggling with. I'm just struggling with. When you say you're struggling with, which you are you referring to? Because the you that heaven recognizes is not struggling. Are you listening? The you that God knows is not struggling. It's the you in Christ who is created in perfect. I mean perfect. Perfect. That's what the Bible says. You're the righteousness of God. Created perfectly. Without blemishes. Yeah? The real you is created perfect. But the reason we struggle is because we fail to build up the real us. We live the real pursuing the fake. Huh? We live the battery that brings out the features of that fancy vehicle looking at the, you know, I, 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 need, I need the wax to wax the fender. I need the wax to wax the outside. I mean, you sign the outside is looking so great, but can you drive it? Right? Can you drive it? That's what so many people do. 
with their life. They wax the outside, but they leave the battery dead. So what do we do? Let's build up strength on the inside. Charge the real man up. When you charge the real man up, it will show you features that heaven is seeing. That your outside life may not be seeing yet. Victory is inside. Every feature you need that makes you an overcomer is already inside. Permanent. Permanent on the inside. What is it that causes your life to see it? Strength on the inside projects the features of the inside to the outside. And one of the ways you build up strength is praying in the spirit. He that prays in an unknown tongue, oh, edifies himself, King James said, edifies, builds himself up. Some translations say charges himself up like a battery. Woo! How many of you believe that cell phones are important? How important will they be, right? <laughs> uh, I know, right? How important will they be if the battery is not charged? How, if you leave, I'm telling you, in Nigeria, we, we, have, we don't have constant supply of power. You're blessed. Hmm? So when people come to church, you see people, the, as soon as they walk in the door, the first thing they're looking for is not to say hi to you. You know, you greet them, but they're looking for an outlet <laughs> where they can plug in their phone. Because where they came from, they haven't had power for a long time. And if your phone is dead, no communication. You lose out. People can't contact you. It could have been somebody trying to reach you with the very contract you've been believing God for. It could have been somebody reaching out to you for the very thing your life is calling for. But they can't reach you. Why? Your phone's dead. See? Just like people work so hard to get their phone charged, the way God reaches you is by your spirit man. But if your spirit man is weak, you become unreachable. Even though he's there. Even though he's there. Are you here? How do you charge up? He that speaks in an unknown tongue charges himself up. Why? Because you believe that that communication is vital. So the first thing you're doing, doing before you do everything, else, I, better check my, I better charge my battery. I better charge my battery. Excuse me. I need my contact today. I need my communication line today. What are you doing? You're charging up your real self. You're charging up. You're charging up. Why? So you can hear communication. So that you can post the features. So when, when our spirit man is not strong, we will post the features of a dead man. Are you hearing? But when our spirit man is strong, we post the features of man reason in Christ. Reason with Christ. A man seated in the heavenly places. A man far above all principalities and power and might and dominion. What? They are the features of your spirit. A strong spirit will project that. But when your spirit man is not strong, you will be projecting the image of the dead man. Defeated. Trying to make it. Hoping that one day God will do something in my life. When he already did. And those features are permanently inside. 
Well, one day, God, uh, you, know, you know, I've been believing God. I've been believing God for this. I've been believing God for this. You know, we learn the lingos of, I've been believing God for this. I've been believing God for this. Could it be that you've been so weak that you haven't reason to post the pictures that are already there? Amen. Because, you see, when God put you in Christ, his job, the work was completed. Totally completed. Amen. Amen. Oh, we better move on. Oh, my gosh. Look Amen. at time. Okay? So, so when we speak in an unknown tongue, the Bible's. how many of you know, some people, many of us, pe people get weakened because you're looking for things that you don't see the answers to. You become frustrated, and that frustration weakens the spirit because, you know, you become weak because that's where your attention has been. No strength there. But you know you can override that by praying in the Spirit. Because when you pray in the Spirit, the Bible says you're not only are talking to God, you're speaking forth mysteries. You're speaking forth the unknowns. And when the unknowns are spoken forth, frustrations leave. Why? Because you know. When you know, you won't be frustrated. Amen? Remember in Jeremiah 33, verse 3, it says, Call unto me. And I will answer you, and I will show you. Where does he show you? In your spirit. How do you get in a position to see it? Right? Be strong in the spirit. How are you strong? You speak in other tongues. Amen. All right? Another, another, um, another condition, another, yeah. Another thing that will constitute a weak spirit is the word not abiding in your spirit. I'm so thankful Pastor was sharing with you earlier about the importance of reading the word daily. Daily. Amen. Daily. Read, reading the word daily. Having the word of God abide in you. Okay. Remember in 1 John chapter 2 in verse 14. 1 John 2, 14. It says, I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong. And the word of God abideth in you. So what makes a man strong is the word abiding in him. So when the word is not abiding in you, you will become weak. Right? Are you here? So how do you get the word to abide in you? By meditating on the word. You read the word. Meditating on the word. Meditate, it, meditate on the word long enough to put it into practice. Because the word that's abiding in you is the word that you are practicing. Practice. Practicing the word makes you a custodian of that word. Hmm? The word you're practicing is the word that you, you, you that, that's actually abiding in you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Then, so, somebody said, well, we want to see whether you ate broccoli or not. They, they open you up or they check the stuff that come out of you. They say, ah, you must have eaten broccoli. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For some of you that like broccoli. I like broccoli. I think it's okay. Yeah. Amen. So we know what's abiding in you by what you have eaten. 
Remember the prophet said, I found your word and I've eaten them. Woo! Eat, how do you eat the word? You practice it. Practice it. Practice it. You're not just reading the word to say, I read the word. You're reading it for the word to come inside of you. You're reading it, you're reading it to recognize it and to act on it. Why? The instruction, the word of God is your instruction, is your manual. Nobody reads a manual just to read a manual, right? You read a manual to know what to do, right? So the word is, to, is for you, reading the word is to know what to do, what to do. Once you read that word and you begin to act on that word, that's you operating in power. That's you operating with strength. Once that word is abiding in you, you're walking in the word, you're walking in power. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. So you meditate on that word long enough for it to seize your steps. When the word seizes your steps, that means your steps are the same with the word. You are walking in high places. Amen. You are walking in high places. That you're walking like the real you. Because you see, the real you is painted by the word of God. So when you make your actions the same with the word, that's you walking like the real you. And the devil is afraid of that. Amen. So let the word abide in you. You become weak if the word is not abiding in you. Okay. It's not enough to just read it. You read it to practice it. It's abiding when you are practicing it. Just like we will find broccoli inside you if you have eaten it. Right. We will find the word inside you if you are practicing it. Amen. Practicing the word. Practicing the word. Amen. I said practicing the word. Amen. Practicing the word. That's why we're reading it. That's why you read manual. You don't read manual to say, hey, I read manual. I read two, two and a half pages of the manual today. Somebody said, what did you put together? Right? Because you read to put together. You read to practice. Amen. Something else that will constitute a weak spirit is Lack of expression of joy. Mm. See why I, I always ask you how many are happy. Let me see your happy faces. Amen. Glory to God. When we don't express joy, you know what that means? We are weak spiritually. We are weak spiritually. We have low joy level. It doesn't mean we have we, we, we don't have joy because joy is the fruit of your spirit. But the level can be low. Huh? Somebody say, what, what should I do to add? No, it just comes up by stirring. <laughs> stirring up the joy of the Lord. Amen. Remember the Bible said that the joy of the Lord is your, I said the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. In Proverbs 24, verse 10, it said, If you faint in the day of, as, of adversity, your strength is small. Think about that. If you give up 
you quit in the day of adversity, it means your strength is small. Well, if the joy of the Lord is your strength, you know what that means? It means that your joy is low. If you faint in the day of adversity, it means your joy is low. Pastor, Reverend, you just hit it in the head. How can I get more joy? How can I get more joy? How can I get more joy? Pastor, lay hands on me for joy. Come on, lay hands on me for joy. You already have it. Okay? Joy is the fruit of your recreated spirit. How do you... Get more. You stir it up. You stir it up. It's just like somebody gave you a, uh, a chocolate uh, milkshake, right? And he's been sitting for a while. You didn't take a sip. And you happen to take a sip. The straw didn't go all the way down. You're like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, I don't like this. And say, everybody that had it enjoyed it. Yours is not different. You got the same product as everybody else. Somebody says, ah, that's, uh -uh, it doesn't taste good. Somebody says, what do you do? Somebody walks in, oh, you, you don't like it? Let me see, give it to me, let me show you. And he takes the same, the same product and stirs it. Yeah. And after they stir it, he says, give it to you, try it. Mm, oh, what did you add to it? Yeah. Nothing. I just stirred the same product. See, the joy is already inside of you. How do you... Get it to a higher level. You stir it up. How do you stir it up? By giving it expression. Giving it expression. Giving it expression. Giving it expression. Uh, Someone say, how do you give it expression? Huh? <laughs> you see how, how easy that was? Someone say, well, if I do that, it means something good happened. What do you think? You've been delivered, yeah. set free. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What, something, what is something good better than that? Yeah. You see, what you're looking for, what you're saying is you're waiting for the flesh to give you confirmation. And that's why people live without expressing joy. They're looking on the outside. You see, there's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is, 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 is something that you express because of something happening on the outside, right? But joy came because you came as a complete product from God. Complete product. You were totally assembled. Complete. Bible says we are complete in Christ. You came with nothing missing. All the, thing that will, all the things that will cause for a successful person you came with. And joy came right in the midst of it. Amen. Joy, joy, joy. So, so you express joy. Some say, I got joy in my heart. We all do. Right? Because it's the fruit of our spirit. But your surrounding. Your surroundings, your life needs to know that you got joy. Yes. 
I mean, how many married people are here tonight? How about you try to say to your spouse, I got, I got love in my heart for you. <laughs> and, 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 and they never see it. Yeah. They be like, honey, <laughs> that joy you say you got in your heart, I like to see it sometimes. Because I don't know what it looks like. Right? So what do you do? You express it. You express it. Joy expressed drives out weakness. Amen. Joy expressed drives out weakness. So you want to get rid of weakness? Go, ha, ha, ha. It's a laughter is an expression of joy. Dancing is an expression of joy. So you want to show strength, build up strength, right? Be joyful. Be joyful. Someone said, why do I got to be joyful? You are saved. Amen. The Bible said that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. What is it? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So you can just go in the corner. <laughs> I said, what's going on? Excuse me, I'm building up strength. <laughs> Somebody said, how can you be strong? The Bible said so. I said, the Bible said so. Well, I don't feel it yet. Well, keep doing it. Amen. You see, you have to look at the word of God as the final authority. What God said is so. Amen. And if it's not working for you, it's on your end. Amen. How many of you know that if the power is in the building and is flowing in the sockets, if your phone is not getting charged, huh, what should you check first? Hmm? Check the cord. Because the cord can be bad. Right? Cord can be bad. Cord can be bad. So how do you address it? Get a new cord. Right? The power coming is Constant. It's working. So change the cord. This cord is your joy level. Hmm? Instead of going, <laughs> go, ha, <laughs> Amen. Glory. You know, some, sometimes, you see, that's an indicator that you are a Christian. Ah, you're always joyful. If, if somebody sees you, and you're looking like this. Not, not number one, they go, ah, that's too serious. <laughs> number two, they may be dealing with something. Yeah. Number three, they don't have the help I need. Yeah. But when you go, hello, yeah. glory to God. Yeah. Woo! It's a, it's cheaper. It could be somebody I can talk to. Right? Because as a child of God, we possess help for humanity. Part of you needs you. You don't need part of you. Part of you needs you. Why? Because you got help 
for part of him. But how can you deliver that help if you can yourself express the help? How you, what are one of the ways you express it? Joy. Joy. Joy attracts people. Ooh, joy is attractive. Mm. Not only does it attract people, it, it helps you manifest the good that's already inside. How I many of you like to post stuff on Facebook? You're posting stuff. You know, updating your, what do they call it? You know, I'm not on Facebook personally, so I don't really... No, huh? your, your status. <laughs> Update your status all the time. Huh? Uh, you know, people do that all the time. You know, by joy, you update your status. Hmm? <laughs> Somebody say, what are you doing? Updating my status. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm, change, I'm not only updating my status, I'm changing my profile pictures. <laughs> Well, because I want people to know who I am, right? You want your life to know who you are. You see, you shouldn't let life describe you. You describe yourself to your life. Amen. Praise God. Did you hear that? You don't let life describe you. You describe you to life. Amen. You describe you to life. That's what Jesus did. Jesus was our example. Everywhere he went, he described himself to, to things, to life. If you wait for things to describe you, they'll give you wrong names, wrong images. They tell you this is who you are. is all lies. The only true picture of who you are it's the word of God. And the word of God is the accurate picture of, the, of this you on the inside. You see the word, you've seen you. That's why when a man acts like, like the word of God, he's acting like himself. Remember in James 1, if you be a hearer only and not a doer, you're like a person beholding yourself. In a mirror, and you walk away, you forget what manner of man you are. So when you're acting on the word of God, you're acting like the real you. You're acting like yourself. That's why it's easy. You just look at the word and say, ah, that's it. That's exactly what I'm going to act. That's the real me. I act like myself. And when you act like yourself, the power that enthrones you, the power that recreates you, comes into action. Why? Because the power that recreated you never left you. It stayed with you. Huh? Apostle Paul said, I pray that, that the Spirit of God will give you, that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know who you are, that you may know what you possess. Another thing, that you may know the exceeding greatness of his power that is in you. In you. King James said it's directed towards you. But this power is in you. And it comes into action through your acknowledgement. What, which, what ways can you acknowledge the word? By you identifying with the word. This is who I am. 
If the word said I'm happy, I'm glad, that's me. Amen. And, and if the word said I got joy, I better express joy. You see, in expressing joy, you are expressing power. What kind of power? Resurrection power. It will resurrect anything in your life. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. One more thing that will constitute a weak spirit is allowing cares into your heart. Cares. Each time you carry care, you've carried defeat inside your heart. We're not meant to carry cares. Somebody say, I'm just dealing with it. Don't deal with it. Cast it. That's what, that's what God told us. He said, cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for. He didn't say, hold on to it and have him remove it. He, he said, no, you cast it. In other words, don't hold it, not even for a moment. Why? Because it will produce weakness. It will weaken your heart. It will, it will weaken your heart. It will displace the sitting of the word. Carrying care will displace the word because your heart is your garden, right? Your heart is your, is your um, ground that's supposed to manifest the fruits of who you are, right? So if you let cares in, it takes the space that is due to the word. The Bible says it chokes the word in Mark 4. It chokes the word. It keeps the word from producing. I'm going to say, but I have a lot of cares. Bible didn't say have a lot of cares. It said cast them. Cast them. Cast them. I'm going to say, how exactly do you do that? Bible said cast all your cares. Okay, let God know. Father, this is what I'm dealing with. You said you will care for me. And I've come to drop it, and I'm dropping it like a, just dropping it off, and I thank you that you are faithful to take care of it. And you know what you hear? Thank you, my dear. You've done well. Go and enjoy. The problem is, people don't realize everything you do with God, you do by faith. By faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So casting your care must be done by faith. What is faith? God said if you cast it, he has it. So what what is faith? You believe that you no longer have it. He has it. So when the pressure from the same care comes, you go, nope, I've casted it off on the Lord. He's working on it. I don't have it. I don't have it. But what some people will do is they sit down and entertain the thought. Okay, I thought I casted this. No, you don't do that with care. Remember, cast means a Forcing thing. It's not just drop. It's a casting. Yeah. Have you ever seen those baseball players? They grab that baseball ball and they cast it. They throw it, right? Throw it. And if you're a good pitcher, right? You, I mean, they measure the speed of these balls sometimes. 
And if you're a good pitcher, you just throw that thing. Some, some, some are carved and some are like, man, did you see how fast that ball was? That's how fast you should be throwing your carries. Why? Because you know you will lose strength holding it. It will weaken your spirit. Remember what comes with weak spirit? You can't hear God. You can't conduct faith. The features that's already in you won't manifest. Remember that fancy vehicle with all the wonderful gadgets? If the battery is low, man, it's like everything is, uh, that's why Christians are like, uh, sometimes, you know why? The battery is low. Battery is low. Because, you know, you thought, the Bible said I should enjoy it. No, it's low battery. It's, it's not the devil. It's low battery. <laughs> Amen. It's not the economy. It's low battery. Are you here? You see, the economy has nothing to do with your inheritance. Did you hear? My God shall supply all your needs according to the numbers on Wall Street. Oh. My God shall supply all my needs as soon as the economy improves. Huh? But so many people act like it. Huh? They act like God is going to supply them based on what the economy is doing. What does the word say? He will supply it according to his riches. Woo! According to his own standard. The last time I checked, hmm? He's loaded. I mean, this kind God I'm talking about, I mean, you look at the birds. We have so many kinds of birds. So many. Why so many? Because that's his flow. Abundance. Abundance. Amen. And I like the way my Spanish brothers say, abundancia. <laughs> I was preaching it one day. One of our people in the congregation said, I changed my name. Call me Abundancia. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So, cast cares. If you hold them, it will weaken you. Somebody said, you know, but you know, I don't want to have cares at all. Bible didn't promise you you wouldn't have cares. What Bible promised you is that do not let cares in. Cast them. You see, people are wanting a, a, a trouble-free life. Jesus didn't promise us a trouble-free life. What he promised us was a victorious life. That's why he said, my peace, I live with you. Hmm? Not like the world gives. Give I thee. And he goes on to say, Do not let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. John 14, right? Do not let your heart be troubled. So what de who determines whether your heart will be troubled or not? Huh? God? Huh? God? Who, who does? You do. You say, do not let your heart be troubled. Do not. Do not. Do not. And then in another scripture, Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, tribulations, right? Tests and trials. I say, yeah, no, he said, no, keep reading. Yeah. What else did he say? But be of good share. Yeah. 
Cheer up. I said, cheer up. Why? He said, because I have overcome the world. Some, some, some translations say, I have deprived it of power to harm you. So you wake up in the morning going, dun, 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 dun. did you hear the news? Uh, what did he say? Jesus said, I have deprived it of power to harm me. What are you doing? You're entering your no-fly zone. What's that? The word of God. Amen. Remember Psalm 91? I'm closing. Praise God. He said, those that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Hallelujah. What's the secret place of the, of, of the Most High? His presence. His word. Because in secret places where he shares his counsel. When you enter his word, you've entered his secret place. Amen. You have entered your place of strength. Amen. So what are we saying tonight? Learn to maintain a strong spirit. Because the outcome of your life in 2024 is connected to the strength of your spirit. Remember that fancy car that has all these wonderful gadgets if the battery is low. I mean, you think about your phone. When your battery is low, it can't even pull up some apps. Does it mean the apps were not in the phone? They were in the phone. It's just that the battery is not strong enough to operate it. Victory is already inside of you. Everything your life needs or is calling for is already inside. Just power up. Power up. I said power up. When you power up, you power every feature of this new creation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Did that help you? Victory belongs to you. Amen. Everything you need to be successful in 2024 is already set. God's always ahead of us. He's already set. Huh? Your 2024, as far as God is concerned, is already fulfilled before him. He said in his word, I will increase you more and more. That's why you expect to have more. He already fulfilled it. When you hear it, it means it's fulfilled. You now have to receive it to help to have God manifest it. Remember, he's the performer of his word. Our job is just believe it. And because you believe with your spirit, it matters the condition of your spirit. That's why you build up strength. Amen. How do you build up strength? Remember? Spend time in his presence. Spend time in, in his presence. You know, you will look like and smell like where you have been. If you spend time in the presence of God, you come out mm, full of strength. Right? You smell like God. Huh? How do you smell like God? Huh? How do you smell like God? Some say you can really smell like God? Yeah. How can people tell? Through the words you speak. You see, words 
spread aroma. Words, that's what I mean. After you've been in the presence of God, it, it gives you a smell of God that can only be perceived through your words. So you will sound like God is what I'm saying. After you spend time with God, you sound like God. How does God sound? Positive all the time. Positive. Instead of pessimistic. Instead of, oh, I don't know this what country is coming to. And people go and complain and complain and complain. No, no. God, you, see, you see, as far as God is concerned, hmm? huh? as far as God is concerned, the issues of our life, he's already settled. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Victory belongs to the yeah. USA. Amen. There's no nation like the United States. Right. As far as God is concerned, that's a set thing. We have to rise up and receive what God has done by doing our part. Not ignoring the word. Not ignoring the assembling of ourselves together. Not ignoring the plan of God. Keeping our spirit man strong. So spend time, right? Let the word abide in you. Can somebody tell me how the word of God abides in you? How? How does the word abide in you? Talk back, I'm listening. Huh? Read his word, uh-huh. And, uh, 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 I can't hear you, huh? Doing the work, doing the work, doing the work, doing, doing the work. Huh? How does that food abide inside of you? Stop. Huh? Yeah, eating it, right? When you eat it, the food abides. When you do the word, the word abides. So how many are we going to find with the word abiding tomorrow? Amen. So some of you are not sure. <laughs> How many of you are we going to find tomorrow with the word abiding in you? Amen. Somebody said, well, let's see. Um, let's wait and see what God will do. No, that's your job. <laughs> Amen. It's your job to have the word abide in you. Why? Because you choose to practice it. You choose to practice it. See, the word is the lamp onto your feet and the light to your path. When you walk in the light, you are walking in fellowship with him. Amen. You go to places, people look, who's that man with you? As you walk in the light, he is in the light. And you have fellowship one with another. You become a walking Jesus. Amen. I know he's inside of you, but you practicing the word makes him visible to your life. Amen? So what's the other one? Talk back to me. I want to make sure you're good listeners. Huh? Express joy. How do you express joy? Give me an expression now. I want to see. Give me an expression. Anybody else? Ha, 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 right? So you give it expression. You don't think it. You do it. You don't feel it. You do it. Like somebody said to me, ha, pastor, I don't feel it, man. I said, no, man. You don't have to feel it, man. You just do it, man. 
Amen. <laughs> you do it to feel it, man. Amen. You do it to feel it, man. Right? You do it to feel it. Some say, I don't feel joy. Act joy. Amen. And you feel it. Amen. What's the other one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we missed one. There's one before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't allow cares. But we skipped one in the middle when we were talking about the presence of God. Speaking in other tongues. Praying in other tongues. Does everyone pray in tongues here? Everyone? Oh my God, you're golden. You're golden. Super, super, superman and superwomen. You can, you can get into places. Amen. You can, go, you, you can go into the warehouse of God and go shopping. He that prays in an unknown tongue shops at the warehouse of the Most High. Isn't that what it says? It said, that's where you retreat to. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks forth mysteries. You gather things that your natural life is not shown yet. If you will gather it, then your natural life will show it. Many times people wonder, I don't know why my life is not showing this. Have you shopped for it? Go shopping. If you're in Nigeria, they say, go shopping now. Mm, go shopping now. Why delay? Go shopping now. How do you go shopping? Oh, shakaria mango labradasala hashekelebe. Oh, labarashakaria. What are you doing? You're speaking forth mysteries. You're posting. Amen. Praise God. Did you get help tonight? Does anybody here need hands laid on them?